Want to talk about a new movie? Check. Want to talk about an older movie similar or related to that new movie? Check. That's what you can expect from Quality Check Podcast. It's a new podcast on the Studio DNA Network hosted by yours truly, Drew Douglas and Daniel Posey. Every other Tuesday, we'll talk about a new movie and an old movie to see how the film's quality holds up. to episode 52 of Disney Plus Reviews. I'm Phil Sousa, and I'm here with my good friend and co-host, Grant the Goo Youngsma. How's it going, Grant? Oh, it's going, Phil. It's gooey. You might even see say Magooey? Magooey. All right. Ortega Peru. <laughs> or- Ortega peru <laughs> We can go on and on. Uh, if you're just joining us for this podcast, we are an unofficial Disney Plus p- podcast reviewing the most popular stuff on Disney Plus. And if you couldn't tell by our little intro there, we are doing uh, a, a twofer. We've been doing twofers for the last few weeks. We're going to continue doing that for uh, the next couple months at a minimum. Uh, and uh, I don't want to spoil the news of the week, but you know, maybe even in, in January as well, we'll still be doing some twofers. But um, we review the most popular stuff on Disney Plus here. And uh, of course, that's Mandalorian. This time of year, um, obviously, people are super excited for Mando. Uh, I imagine probably a lot of people only subscribe to Disney Plus in the fall um, just because yeah. that's when Mandalorian comes out. Um, so perhaps you're listening to this and, and maybe haven't you know kept up with the show and you're coming back. So welcome back. We are going to be covering every episode in season two. Uh, if you uh, have looked in our feed, you, you can see we've already done the first couple episodes already in uh, each episode of our show. We're... we're uh, reviewing an episode of The Mandalorian in the first half, and then we're reviewing some other stuff. So today, the twofer is Mandalorian Season 2, Episode 3, and uh, a weird weird one. Uh, we're doing uh, Mr. Magoo. Uh, I, I mentioned this uh, at, at my workplace today, and they said, what, what are you guys going to do on the second half of the podcast? And I said, Mr. Magoo, and they said, the television show? Like the cartoon? <laughs> and I, I said, no, the movie. And they're like, there was a movie? <laughs> like They were like what and i was like yeah 1997 man and uh i showed him a few clips and they're like is that jennifer garner <laughs> i was like yes this movie is real like it yeah. really came out so uh, and it did fantastic uh we'll get there <laughs> we'll get there grant don't don't uh don't jump the gun quite yet on that um it, it definitely did some numbers let's just say it that way uh, yeah, we'll get to all the talk on that. So yeah, first half Mandalorian, second half Mr. Magoo. Uh, if you only came for one or the other, uh, kind of uh, <laughs> get, get an idea of where we're headed there. Um, so yeah, the 1997 uh, classic Disney film. Obviously, people have come to listen to this podcast to hear about Mr. Magoo. Oh, I'm sure that's why they came to the table. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, but before we discuss either of those, we like to do a little news of the week. Uh, and uh, some some uh, weeks there's big news, other weeks it's kind of dry. Um, I would consider this to be a, a big news uh, week. So, um, it long awaited, long 
talked about, long rumored, but now we know, um, WandaVision is is actually been dated at this point. We actually have a date yep. before, like they said, oh, it's coming this fall or whatever. Obviously, they didn't make that. Uh, it has now been dated. It's coming out January 15th, the first yeah. episode of WandaVision. I'm assuming, what do you think, how do you think they're going to release this? Same as Mando? Just like Probably. A, an episode every week? Yeah. I think there's only six episodes. So that, honestly, that really only takes you to February. Yeah. End of February. So, so I think once a week. Probably on Fridays is what they're going to go with. Yeah. Because, I mean, there's only six episodes, so they're probably not going to release them all at once. I bet you're right. Let's see what, what they... Yep. January 15th is a Friday, so yeah. yeah, that's what it looks like. So, um, still hyped up for WandaVision? Yeah. Um, like I said last week, I would say um, the one that I'm most excited for is Loki, but... Um, yeah. I would say this, I mean, it's been a while since we've gotten anything Marvel, so I'm definitely excited for that because, I mean, the last technical Marvel movie that we got was Spider-Man Far From Home, which was a long time ago. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't seem like that long, but only because 2020 has been such a weird year. Yeah. It's like, like, like you think about like, you know, it was only like seven months ago that we first learned about the coronavirus mm-hmm. hitting, hitting the States. And now like, here we are, the elections already happened. It's like so much has happened, but yes, like far from home came out like over a year ago. Yeah. It literally by the time WandaVision releases, it'll be like a year and a half since we got our last Marvel. That's nuts. I, like I, at the beginning of the, this year in 2020 in January, who would have predicted that WandaVision would actually precede the next Marvel movie? That's like, crazy. Like Black Widow was supposed to come out in April or May or whatever yeah. it was. And not only did it get pushed back, I mean, several times, now a full year yeah. from its original day, a full year. But we're actually getting a fall man of, uh, WandaVision that got, only got pushed back a couple months, it looks mm-hmm. like, to January. And it's actually going to come out before Black Widow. So It's crazy. I mean, <laughs> who, with the pace that Marvel was releasing movies, who would have ever thought that we'd get to this point? Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. I, I'm just... We talked about this uh, several weeks ago about how, like, 2020 will be the year where there was no Marvel. Like, just yeah. no, 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 no TV shows, no movies, nothing. Nothing will come out this year. And the date for WandaVision confirms that. that there's not even a television uh, deb- debut of anything um, Marvel. So... Um, yeah, so fortunately, I mean, the good news, obviously, you know, we've kind of, you know, been downer, I guess, the last couple of minutes, but I mean, I'm super positive that we only have to wait two more mo- more months. So yeah. uh, in and just two short months. I mean, who knows? Let's hope not, but who knows? These TV shows could be <laughs> the only Marvel we get all year. <laughs> yeah. But let's hope not. Let's positive thinking here. Um, I'm going to try to look it up if you don't know, but when, do you know when the, the next Doctor Strange movie is coming out? Mm, not. The Multiverse of Madness? 2022. I think they oh my. moved that. Yeah, you're right. Uh, they Right now, it's as the, at the time of this recording, it's it's slated for March 25th, 2022. Yeah. Um, wow, interesting. Because so, I feel like there's, they still want to push out the Eternals next year yeah or and then i feel like there's another one well uh, besides black widow yeah 
I feel like there. Yeah, I think you're right. I think there's three slated. I thought I even saw maybe four, but I, I mean, probably almost certainly one of them gets pushed back into in the, the into the following year. But yeah, or maybe maybe that fourth one was Doctor Strange two, and I already got pushed back. I don't, I, I'm now as wild that I saw that news, but um, yeah. What's what's crazy is that WandaVision, A lot of people are suspecting. I don't know that this has been confirmed, but that it's it's going to be like a tie-in to Doctor Strange. Um, WandaVision. The, yeah, the the WandaVision show is going to be um, like a precursor, you know, um, a prequel or however you want to say it into Multiverse of Madness. So um, uh, the multiverse is coming. And I, I think when WandaVision is supposed to kind of introduce us to some of those concepts that there's this alternate thing that's going on in their world. Like this is real to them. So, but not necessarily real to all the other characters that we've come to know. Yeah. So I'm just excited about it. I'm, I'm, I'm uh, mystified by the whole, like, you know, sixties. I love Lucy kind of show that, mm-hmm. uh, Vogue that they have going on. Um, I, I'm very interested to see how that works in with more modern day stuff, which we've also seen in the trailers. Um, I'm also, you know, perhaps mostly interested in how it ties in with, not just the events of Endgame, which we talked about last week, but also just you know the the timelines yeah. and the and the multiple universes that may have been created by the events of Endgame with time travel and all that. Mm-hmm. Well, so, it looks like currently we are slated to get four Marvel movies okay. in twenty twenty one: Black Widow, Shang Chi, and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Okay, Eternals. And Untitled Spider-Man, Far From Home sequel. And then in 2022, we're going to get four again. They're catching up. With Thor, Love and Thunder, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, Black Panther 2, and Captain Marvel 2. So uh, all those are sequels, the ones that you just mentioned, yep. the tw- 2022. How about in 2021, two brand new like IPs? Yeah, it's, it's kind of a risk i think yeah two in the um, same year yeah because obviously you know what you're gonna you know black widow is gonna be a hit and you know yeah. the spider-man will be a hit absolutely but you don't really know what you're gonna get with the middle two right yeah um because once again you're getting um characters that you're not really familiar with kind of like a guardians i mean i would assume that's what they're kind of hoping for because not everybody was familiar with guardians of the galaxy and it turned out to be a really huge hit yeah I, in fact i don't i even double down on what you said i, I think to a lot of people guardians looked weird like yeah a, like there's a tree that talks there's a <laughs> raccoon is that a raccoon yeah that's a raccoon on the trailer like i i think legitimately people were like i don't know about this one like they had me with captain america and i yeah. like that that's too far-fetched for a me tree that all he says is i am groot <laughs> But I mean, I think a lot of Marvel fans were in for day one and then they became, you know, the, the, the biggest champions for that movie to the people that were, weren't so sure after watching yeah. the trailer. And that, I mean, honestly, the first Guardians movie became one of their biggest hits. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, to, to the point where they like, they were like, we have to get, J-, it was a James Gunn. Yeah. I forget his first name, but James Gunn, like, like, you know, they had that big falling out and then we got to bring him back. Like, yeah. I mean, he, he basically was the reason that that movie was such a hit. Um, plus the cast obviously too, but, but um, then they're kind of writing it back with 2022. So if yeah. 2021 is a success for Marvel, 2022 will be. Yeah. I, I hope that 
that Shang-Chi and um, the Eternals are both hits just because I want to see diversity in that's yeah. what's so awesome about watching Endgame now is like you have Black Panther Iron Man, Captain America, Captain Marvel, you know, the, mm-hmm. the spacey kind of woman. Yeah. Um, you got the Guardians, which obviously are way out of left field. <laughs> um, and then you've got um, really down home characters like Spider-Man and like, you know, people yeah. that we've we've grown up with. So um, like I bring on the internals, bring on Shang-Chi. I th- of the two, honestly, I think um, uh, my answer might surprise you, but I think Shang-Chi might be a harder pill to swallow. Um, and I don't know a lot about Shang-Chi. I actually had an uncle that was like a huge Shang-Chi fan. Like he okay. had like all the comics. Um, uh, that was like his favorite. Interesting. Yeah, favorite comic book character. I'm, I'm sure he'd be thrilled to, to watch this movie, <laughs> but uh, th- that was his his dude. And I've never read any of the, I've read a lot of Marvel comics, a lot, like over a thousand. Yeah. But I've never, I've never read a Shang-Chi comic. So um, like I've even read Guardians comics. Um, <laughs> so I'm, I'm very interested to see how Shang-Chi w- works out, especially because he's kind of got that, um, Asia, you know, East Asia, uh, martial arts kind of vibe. Yeah, and we've kind of already seen that with um, Iron Fist a little bit. So, mm-hmm. um, so you know, Iron Fist not been in the movies, but he has been on screen. And so, um, I, I hope audiences don't go into look at the Shang Chi trailer whenever it comes out and say, "Oh, I've I've been there, seen that." You yeah. know, um, so yeah, Shang Chi is the one I'm worried about. Um, but I mean, I'm, obviously, I'm gonna be in for day one for all all yeah. four. So. So yeah, cool. I so yeah. I mean, I think the only other thing to discuss with the the big news is that um, there's seemingly no break. Like um, mm-hmm. so, last year when when Mandalorian came out, everyone was on board. You know, it was the, absolutely the best thing to launch Disney Plus with. Yeah. Um, episode one of Mandalorian. We weren't even sure at the time we would even get a season two. We didn't know what this thing was. Mandalorian season one ends. And then it's quiet for a while. Like mm-hmm. there's just several months where there's nothing new coming yeah. out on Disney Plus. Uh, those days are over. I, I think you're going to start to see a Disney Plus that's okay. Uh, slot things in like Mandalorian season two is over. What's next? WandaVision. Okay, that goes for you know through February. All right, what's what's for March? What's for April? What's yeah. for May? Like I think you're going to start seeing things that are starting to come in regularly. We still don't know about. Uh, Captain Falcon Winter Soldier is that slotted for Mar- March? Are they just going to double up? You know, like I think you're going to start to see things like start to come out in, in pretty good regularity. Yeah. So, and who knows? Will we get Black Widow in May? <laughs> who knows, man? <laughs> but, <laughs> uh, yeah. Ask ask your uh, your local um, fortune teller. I guess I, that's such a ask weird thing. your magic eight ball. <laughs> yeah. Uh, maybe <laughs> yeah uh who knows if there'll be theaters by then or not i would love for there to be theaters um so it was such uh, a weird thing we got theaters for just a few months around here alamo then, we miss you yes yeah please come back to us uh some people are listening to this from like california or east coast or whatever and they're like you guys had movie theaters <laughs> um yeah what just, is this movie theater <laughs> you speak of just for a couple months all right, well, let's get into some Mando. Uh, I know that's probably why, why people are, are uh, listening to this. So uh, it is Mandalorian time, season two, episode three, uh, The Heiress is what the episode's called. Uh, we are going full spoilers. So if you have not seen Mandalorian, season two, episode three, um, that is primarily what we're going to be talking about. Uh, we may reference previous episodes as well. Obviously, you've probably seen those. But if you have not seen episode three, uh, 
you might hit pause right now. Come back to the episode after you've had a chance to see it. Uh, shorter episode. It won't take you very yeah. long. Um, 33 minutes or so mm-hmm. um, for the episode. So uh, do the 33 minutes and come back and listen to this conversation. So we're starting now. Um, okay. So it basically picks up right off off the events of the, of uh, episode two, which yep. I mean, we've come to expect that with yeah. Mandalorian anyways. Um, that his his ship is like trashed. I mean, tra- <laughs> totally trashed. And I love it. It's like, it's blowing sparks as it's like careening through space to try to get, just hobble into Trask. And, right? and surely it can't get any worse. <laughs> so um, it's, it, you know, obviously it's like fire, like just, you know, yeah. they're, they're entering the atmosphere. <laughs> and, and they're trying to get them to slow down and they have no control over it whatsoever. Talk about this landing. And so... They're coming down. It's like um, we watched it with Jack last week, and basically, what he, the analogy he gave is, it's basically like a rocket coming in from outer space. Yeah, kind of like when the rockets land um, coming back from the moon. That's basically what it is. The ship's on fire, and they have this landing pad. And are they going? I mean, they're going so fast that the chances are if they do land on the landing pad, they're going to bust right through it. Yeah. But then they completely just land right in the water. Yeah. So the, I loved it. And the, they're so good at like how they set up these like, like oh, they made it. Oh, oh crap. They didn't make it. Yeah. Um, so I love those little like, you know, false um, sense of hope just for a few seconds. But um, they, they actually... I mean, they're going a thousand miles an hour, yeah. and and they he manages to hit the thrusters at just the right time, and they slows his speed down, and at like four miles an hour, like descends down onto this platform, and kind of alights like one leg or something of, of it on that. I'm like, they made it, they did it, and then, and then sploosh. <laughs> <laughs> and I laughed so hard. I was laughing so hard when they hit that thing. Yeah. Um, it, it it was it was like the perfect payoff, and I think that's what. Star Wars, we won't dwell on this too much, but that I think that's what Star Wars does so well, like in the movies as well. I'm not just talking about Mando, um, of giving you awesome action set pieces, some of the best sword fights you'll ever see in any movie, but also just silly humor. Yeah. And, and, and that's what, what makes Star Wars property so great is like, we don't have to be serious all the time. I think Marvel does this really well too. Like mm-hmm. it's okay to make the audience laugh at things yeah. um, it, when you're trying to tell them a serious story. So um, yeah, it was, it was ridiculous in like the most star Warsian way. So um, uh, you probably picked up on this. I know Jack probably did, but they, uh, they have this crane that like pulls it up out of the water and it's an AT-AT. Yeah. It's a Walker that they like, like sliced off the, Pretty much converted into like a crane kind of thing. Yeah, it's it's a uh, like the the hole or whatever you want to call yeah. it is gone, and it's they've replaced it with like just a simple like crane operator's little yeah you know uh, hub, and and then this massive crane arm that pulls this thing out, and I loved that too. Like mm-hmm. I mean, even if you even if you're not fan, um uh, like a Star Wars nerd where you yeah. like pick up on all the Easter eggs and stuff, you had to know like. That looks like something I've seen in at least like the original trilogy of movies, mm-hmm. like Battle of Hoth and stuff like that. Yeah. And um, and this is what a post Empire world looks like because we saw it a little bit in season one, yeah, of Mandalorian with the ATST. Of these things are just 
the empire is gone, but that doesn't mean they take all their crap with them. Like yeah. that stuff is still on the planets and what are we going to do with it? Let's repurpose it. Yeah. Um, so that was really cool. A little Easter egg thing had nothing to do with the plot of the show, but I, I just want to point that out because it, I see that stuff and I'm like this, that's cool. Like this makes me feel like this is truly star Wars. Mm-hmm. So um, let's see what happens next. And then frog lady is reunited with frog man. Yeah. And they're literally called that in the credits, which I love. And it's just an interesting reuniting. Yeah, and they they keep um, showing the the little container of eggs, and then sh- and then cutting to baby baby Yoda. with the just saucer eyes. And I, I love that they they continued to like p- bring that gag forward. Yeah, but didn't dwell on it. It wasn't like a main mm-hmm. the, the main gag of, of this episode. Um, but like, it's, it's great to me that they're like, he still is like, you could tell those wheel, wheels are turning in that little head of his yeah. and like, he's still dr- trying to like devise a way that he can grab some of these eggs. Um, it's still re- really funny. Um, then, so like the, obviously the whole point of this, I mean, he's, you know, he's not taking frog lady out of the goodness of his heart. Like he's, yeah. he's doing this for a reason. So he he's like, okay, I got you to where you want now. Give me what I want. And so she's like you know, pointing the direction towards, I, I think, I think I saw some Mandalorians over there. So he goes to this restaurant, um, bar type thing mm-hmm. and sits down and, um, there's, I, I forget exactly what it's been like four or five days since I've seen it now, but like, um, he has like a brief conversation with the guy sitting next to him, I think at the he, table next to him. Uh, and he talks to the waiter for a yeah. while. And he's like, I'm not here for food. He's like, you know, everyone needs to be a paying customer. He's like, I will pay you for information. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, there's some Mandos, um, you know, talk to this guy or whatever. And basically gets set up with this guy that runs a ship. Yep. So. Um, and he basically, as Caitlin would say, looks like Davy Jones. I thought the same thing. I'm so <laughs> glad you said that. Yeah. No, I, and there's a lot of these guys too. Like, yeah. and I'm not, I'm not so Star Wars nerd. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty big nerd, but like. Uh, so like the one, um, the the famous guy from the original 1977 Star Wars movie, A New Hope, uh, the It's a Trap, yeah. uh, that guy like Akbar or Admiral Akbar. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, I couldn't think of his name. So you've watched the movies more recently than I've. Um, Akbar is a Mon Calamari, I think. Um, yep. I mean, Mon Calamari. Yep. It is essentially like our English word calamari. Yeah. <laughs> like they're basically like a shrimp type character, but um, the Davy Jones guys, I think are maybe the same race, but like a slightly different. Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know. Someone will listen to this and be like, uh, excuse me. Um, no, that's incorrect, sir. Um, but, uh, whatever. They're no fact check. This. <laughs> they're from like very like neighboring races, I guess. Yeah. But, uh, there's a lot of these dudes throughout the episode, mm-hmm. which I thought that was cool. So they get on the ship and he says, you know, I'll ferry you to it's the Quarren, Right. Oh, that that's probably right. I, I've, yeah. I've never heard of them. That's what it says in this review that I'm reading. It's the Quarren. Okay. So, so Mon Calamari and the Quarren. Okay. That makes more sense. Okay. So, yeah, It's a Trap is Akbar is Mon Calamari. And yeah. then, um, which I thought we might get some Mon Calamari because that was, this is a deep cut, but that was referenced in like the first episode of yeah. season one. And there's like a, they actually, like one of the pucks or whatever they call them, like, uh-huh. was like, 
like showed like a Mon Calamari character. I was like, oh, this might be where we get that character, but gotcha. they, they didn't go there at all. It was all Quarrens, but yeah, they look exactly like Davy Jones. Yep. So, which I'm sure a bunch of miniature Davy Jones is just <laughs> running around. <laughs> I'm sure someone will point out that Star Wars did it way before Pirates did and it. And but... Jack Sparrow shows up. No, just kidding. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> wouldn't that be great? <laughs> uh, like just drunk as heck and like yeah, <laughs> like shows up in the bar. <laughs> So um, the big, like, you know, there's got to be some kind of sea monster, you know, type of thing. Well, this time it's not like a wild thing. It's it's actually like a pet of theirs kind of thing. Yep. And it reminds me more of the, in the Star Wars movies, like um, when they have the, um, oh my, my Star Wars brain is like failing me now, but um, they have like that. In one of the movies, uh, Luke has to fight. It's, I think when, when he sees Job, yeah, when he goes to see Job of the Hut, mm-hmm. there's like that creature in the basement. Oh yeah, the, the pit, whatever they drop him down there. I cannot think of the name and of the thing. And then there's the little cackling character. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love that. Um, so, but he has to fight that thing down there. It seemed more more like that. Like this yeah. is this is a monster that they have captured and is essentially their pet. Pretty much. Yeah. Um, and there's in that movie, there's <laughs> it's so great that that one guy's like crying when he kills it. Anyway, yeah. um, so. It's called a mama core, is what they call it, mm-hmm. um, and it essentially it kind of looks like the um, the thing that kills um, Boba Fett, yeah. Um, but but a water version of it. It's got yeah. this massive maw, pretty much, yeah. Um, and uh, at first you're just like, oh, we're just gonna feed it, you know, fish or whatever. But then they throw uh, baby Yoda baby in there, Yoda. yeah. And you, right before this thing comes up and swallows Baby Yoda, which in, in that moment I was like, I literally gasped out loud. I was like, Oh no! Um, but you you just see like the the cover of the the pod like go over him, and he goes yeah. under. Um, and then of course Mando's obviously going to jump straight in, and they lock the cage. And then um, the phrase "Why this is happening?" Get the phrase gets uttered. Get the Beskar. So they're yeah. obviously they're out after the Beskar. So and then what happens next? There's this big introduction of some some pretty key characters, yeah. and then uh, basically three Mandalorian um, show up, and they basically just slaughter Davy Jones and his crew. Yeah, it's and, not even close. Like, and they save him, and they pull him out, and he's like, "Oh, the child, the child." And one of them hops in and gets it, and the pod is pretty much like crushed in. But yeah. Baby Yoda is okay. Yeah, he's safe. Um, I guess did did they they didn't show it like how he I, he I guess he dove inside yeah. of this animal or, yeah, or you, cut it open or something. Yeah, they didn't really show. He just like emerges ejects out and, of it. Yep. Yeah. Um. So okay. So yeah, I I don't believe you've watched any of the Clone Wars, right? Did you watch no, it as a kid? I have not. Okay. Watched any. Okay, and I'm sure Jack gave you a mouthful after yes. you guys watched this episode. We uh, paused this episode several times so okay. <laughs> we could get a backstory. <laughs> okay, so tell me what you know, what you remember about Bo-Katan. This is, to say that this is a major character yeah. is a little bit of an understatement. This is a very, very big um, reveal. Like, I, I think everyone's waiting for Ahsoka Tano. She will be much, much bigger than Bo-Katan. But yeah. the fact that we saw Bo-Katan in live action is a big, big deal for Star Wars fans. Yeah. Um, what, 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 what did you guys talk about? Like, what- so basically what Jack uh, mentioned to us was that Bo-Katan is the heiress, which that's where they get the name. And she's basically 
um, the daughter of whoever was the head of the Mandalorian people. And now she's just waiting to basically take the Mandalorian throne. And that she was a big uh, part in the Clone Wars and the Rebels. And that's about it. Yeah. She- and basically that... Uh, there's basically two divides of Mandalorian, which they go into that part. But uh, Jack talked more about that too. Yeah. So, so if you that's that's a really good telling of it, Grant. Um, if you've not seen any of the Clone Wars, um, you know this is all history that you can read about and look up. You don't have to watch it. Um, if you are interested in it. Um, just Google Clone Wars, Bo-Katan, or Death Watch. Um, any of the oh, Death yeah. Watch episodes are, are really good um, to watch if you want to go back and, w- and watch those. Um, I, I will spoil what happens in those um, just for people who don't want to go look it up or um, or, or go back and watch them. Uh, if you um, are worried about spoilers, hey, I'm, I'm about to get to that episode in Clone Wars <laughs> or whatever, then uh, you know, pause or skip forward a couple minutes here. But um, so essentially what happens in Clone Wars, I think it's like season three, four, somewhere around there. I didn't look it up, but um, they, uh, the Mandalorian, the, the Mandalorian planet is like constantly under siege. Like it's, yeah. it's, it's, uh, it's Jerusalem, right? It's like, it's constantly being taken over by the next party. Somebody, yep. Yeah. And so um, they, they were for a long time ruled by like this one, like family clan or whatever. And Satine is, Bo-Katan's sister and she she originally comes in and and kind of tries to unite the planet um she kicks all the bat all the warring tribes out like yeah. literally get off my planet and she is um, very famous for being like this pacifist right well her sister Bo-Katan is more of the warring type like hey, we mm-hmm. you know we need to rule this planet with an iron fist yeah and so she goes with the death watch which are are the the guys that are very vicious in in their interactions and they go off to like this moon or whatever um, and, and kind of hide out. Then there's um, very quickly, I'll just kind of skip over a lot of things, but they basically take over the planet uh, with um, a, a main character. I won't spoil um, here because I, 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 you know, I want you to watch it, but yeah. um, a main character helps them basically take over the planet and then they split because okay. what Bo-Katan wants is for them to control the planet with force but also not be ruled by the mob and like, and basically like the, the main character that's ruling it is, is all is very into criminal activity mm-hmm. and she's not down with that. So she basically spikes off of the death watch and starts her own thing called the night owls. Okay. And what you're seeing in this in Mandalorian season two, episode three specifically is the night owls. Like it's her and her crew that are, um, uh, I mean, this is, I guess, a big spoiler, but Satine dies um, in the Clone Wars. And so really it's up to her and her crew to like take back Mandalorian, uh, be, to be ruled by Mandalorians for Mandalorians. And so um, like I was reading, I got so giddy watching her, you know, talk about all this stuff because we haven't seen her since Clone Wars. Um, I think she maybe shows up in Rebels a little bit, but I've not yeah. seen Rebels. Um, I'm actually watching it right now. Okay. Um, but... Um, at any rate, we've not seen much of her since all that stuff went down. All that stuff was definitely before the Empire. So um, post-Empire Bo-Katan itself is really intriguing. And then mm-hmm. to see her like trying to amass like weapons and ships and create an army, basically to go back to Mandalore and take it over is super thrilling to me. I was reading about these... Uh, 
you know, projections and um, uh, predictions and stuff like that. And a lot of people, some people out there are thinking that this might be a teaser for a, a separate series, hmm. if, if you can believe that. Okay. So um, we'll, time will tell uh, whether that pans out or not. Yeah. But I think it's safe to say that we're not going to see the retaking of Mandalore in this show. Like there's only five episodes left. So unless they do like all of season three is like the retaking of Mandalore and he goes them on, with them on this mess. That's going to take a lot of episodes to like to dish all that stuff out. Yeah. So a lot of people are thinking is Disney about to announce a Bo-Katan like spinoff show mm-hmm. off of the Mandalorian. So, which I would love to see that. I would, even if it's a single season, like it's just a, a limited series, I would love to see them just do like eight episodes of the night, called the Night Owls. Yeah. And it, it's all about their like basically mission campaign to to get their planet back um, from yeah. the mobsters or whoever's that, take, taking it over. That would be good. So, anyway, when she showed up, I I, I literally shouted out loud. <laughs> I was like, "Yes, yes, this is <laughs> awesome." Uh, we'd never seen her in live action. Uh, Katie Sackhoff is is the um, uh, actress. I want you to tell me who she is here in a second. Uh, she is the voice of Bo-Katan in the animated show. So oh, yeah. Jack also mentioned that too. Yeah, which that was great. Uh, Ahsoka Tano is not getting the same treatment. So, um, uh, gosh, I should have looked this stuff up beforehand. The girl that I can't, I'm blanking on her name, but the girl that plays, that voices Ahsoka Tano in literally everything. She's been in all of Clone Wars and all of uh, Rebels um, is not playing Ahsoka Tano, which I think a lot of people were, were kind of upset about that. Yeah. Uh, Ashley Eckstein, I just remembered it. <laughs> Ashley Eckstein is not, uh, live action Ahsoka in this episode, in this season, it's Rosario Dawson, mm-hmm. uh, who hopefully will take the mantle and do just fine. Yeah. I, I'm a little nervous, but I, I think it'll be fine in the hands of Dave Filoni and all those guys. But, um, but this actually is like Katie Sackhoff was both the voice and the live action, which is really cool. But yeah. T- okay. So you t- teased it before we hit record. Who is Katie Sackhoff to you? Well, um, while we were watching this with Jack, I was just like to Caitlin, I know I've seen this girl somewhere. And um, so IMDb's great at this. Um, yeah. You just look up the actress and then go for it. And so Katie Sackoff is also known as Dana Walsh in 24, which oh. um, season eight of 24, she's basically this scumbag that okay. pretty much betrays her country. And so while this episode was going on, all I could remember <laughs> is how brutally <laughs> murdered she was by Jack Bauer for betraying her country. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, uh, spoilers for season eight of, of uh, 24, I guess. I've not seen that season. Yeah. I, I watched, I think maybe the first six seasons or mm-hmm. so, and then I kind of yeah. bounced after that. So, but. I mean, she uh, makes it pretty much through the whole season and she's the mole and she gets her due at the end. How about that? Um, we get so little of her in this episode, like maybe five cumulative minutes. Mm -hmm. Um, is she looks like, I mean, obviously she's done a ton of voice work and a ton of acting and other stuff. I just haven't seen a lot of it. I haven't seen any of it outside of clone wars. Um, is she a good actress in 24? Eh, Yeah, she's not bad. Um, she kind of fits the role of, the kind of female character that they like to play in 24. Um, the one where she's kind of, um, kind of stuck up and doesn't really get along with people very well. 
Yeah. And usually they turn out to be good people, but not this time. Yeah. Cool. Well, I'll, so yeah, if you want more um, Katie Sackhoff, check out 24 yeah. season eight, uh, which I, I actually would like to see it. I just, I, I, I don't know why I, I just bounced off that show and I, I never returned and I really like Jack Bauer a lot. Yeah. Um, it's a great show. It's definitely top five for me easily. And, but I think a lot of people just, how many days can this guy save the world? Yeah. <laughs> and I think it just got old for people. Yeah. Yeah. It was gone for so long and then they came back after like a long break. Yeah. And, um, even then I, I didn't feel compelled to, to go back to it, but, um, yeah. Uh, it, that's interesting. I, yeah, I, I haven't seen her in very much else. So mm-hmm. it was really cool to see her cause they, the way that they did her hair and it colored her hair and, yep. Uh, just her, her face, facial features. Like I'm sure the original characters kind of modeled after her actual face. Mm-hmm. Um, she like it's you could tell like from the moment that I saw her, I was like that's Bo-Katan. Like yeah. uh, they did a great job. So, um, uh, anyways, really cool uh, to see her again. Um, they she basically calls Mando Dinjarin a child of the Watch, mm-hmm. and I, I'm pretty sure that's the Death Watch. I th- I think she's talking about these extremists yeah. um, that have rules and we got to get back to the fundamentalists really. Like we got to get back to basics mm-hmm. uh, and, you know, go back to the, the old, old Mandalorian ways from thousands of years ago, which is why Din Djarin, like truly religiously truly believes he cannot take his helmet off. Yeah, exactly. Um, and so when, when they, when they not just fly in, but immediately take, I mean, they, they kill everyone or whatever. And yeah, then he's kind of uh, sick of this by now. Yeah. Like he just, she just, they all three of them take their helmets I off. Mean, <laughs> this is the fourth person that he's thought has been like him and they're not. Yeah. Yeah. And this time it's an actual Mandalorian. Like in um, yeah. episode one, the Marshall, like, okay, well he's just wearing Mandalorian armor. Mm-hmm. But like in this case, it's like, no, these are actual Mandos. Like, yeah. and they totally take their hel- helmets off. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah. Interesting. Um, so basically he, he says, you know, forget you guys, you guys aren't like me. Uh, there's only one way, the man, the way of Mandalore. And then he just takes off, uh, with, with the child. Uh, but it's not over because more Davy Jones has come out. Yep. From you the shadows. Killed, you killed my brother. <laughs> Prepared to die. Pretty much. Yeah. Um, and get saved again. Um, the, the night owls come in and, and save his bacon one yep. more time. And then, uh, they basically kind of, th- this is when they expound what we've already talked about, yeah. which is they're gathering up weapons and ships and stuff like that. Although I don't think they see ships. I think they just said that they're going to get on the ship and yep. get weapons. He doesn't know that they're taking the whole ship um, when he signs up for the job. Uh, so he takes uh, Baby Yoda and sends him off with the, the frog people. And Baby Yoda gets <laughs> a new found appreciation of <laughs> The frog people. <laughs> we actually see one of them f- fertilize and become yeah. like a tadpole and like a fro- like an actual baby frog, yeah. <laughs> which is pretty awesome. much like a pet to Baby Yoda. <laughs> By the way, I, this is a little bit of trivia that maybe only I care about, but um, the voice actor that did all of the clones in the Clone Wars TV show, yeah, uh, voices um, Frog Lady and Frogman. Huh. So interesting. A little, little bit of Star Wars trivia for you. Um. So. Uh, they get, uh, he kind of explains what his thing is, like what he cares about, which is to get the child to the Jedi. And in a little bit of a teaser, uh, Bo-Katan says, um, you know, yeah, you don't know anything about the Jedi, but I know a Jedi that you can 
finds. Like I know how to find her. And though she doesn't say her name, it's like, that's gotta be Ahsoka. Like I, Ahsoka yeah, Tano's coming. I think they mention the name later on. Yeah, they do. Like she actually says her yeah. name like 10 minutes later. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, so yeah, they basically like jetpack onto this ship, which is so cool. Yeah. I, every time they use the jetpacks, I'm always wowed. Um, it looks really great, but, uh, stormtroopers everywhere. Um, what do you think about like the action sequence and on the ship? It was good. I mean, um, of course the stormtroopers don't pose a huge threat. <laughs> I mean, it kind of looks like they're going to pose a threat, but not really. But I, I mean, the action was good. Um, and there was the whole scene where, um, the, who's ever in charge is or the imperial yeah i looked in the credits they just call him the captain like he doesn't have a name yeah Yeah. the the captain is um talking to moff gideon and um so it's kind of one of those intense scenes where they have to get through because this guy's gonna crash it Mm -hmm. and will they get there in time so it was a cool action scene cool i mean like five to ten minutes you get very tense. Like yeah. I, there, there were several moments where I was just like, Oh, I don't know. Like it, in the same kind of intensity that we had in episode two with the yeah. the spiders. Like I, I was like, Oh, how are they going to get out of this? And can they even make it at one point Mandalorian because of his armor, the, the best yeah. he has to like, like literally get shot in the chest. Like 12, it seems like 14 yeah. times. Like, so he can blow up the, um, stormtroopers. Yeah. I thought that was a cool sequence. Yeah. Um, I, Again, more humor, but like one of the pilots um, is like, he's like, there must be 10 of them <laughs> attacking the ship. There's got to be at least 10 of them. And then the other guy goes, uh, no, we're only reading four life signs, sir. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, they're just getting completely wrecked by these four dudes. Yeah. <laughs> so um, re- I-, I love that humor. It's really great. Um, there's a thermal vision. At one point they throw gas grenades mm-hmm. and I uh, can see them in the vision, uh, in, through the gas, which gives them a, an edge. The stupidity of the stormtroopers. Do you talk about the, um, the, uh, like jettisoning out of the ship? I thought that was awesome. Yeah. Where they, uh, basically, uh, just send pretty much their crew out <laughs> because they say that they're doing something and then, <laughs> it's so awesome like yeah they, they're basically like advancing like one you know one corridor at a time yep and and then they're like they're like uh, close the doors and they're like which doors they're like close all the doors yeah. close all of them and so they they just shut all the doors and basically kind of lock them in a compartment they're like now we've got them and then they're like wait which compartment did did you seal them in and they're like oh the the ship's like door control or whatever they're like oh my god <laughs> you idiots <laughs> and so like yeah they just like they don't even show it, which I love. I'm like, yeah. it's just assumed. Like you're seeing it from the perspective of the stormtroopers that are about to, you know, get jacked out of this vehicle. But like, um, uh, you know, they clearly just go over to a console, just go beep, beep, boop. And then the doors open and they're gone. Yep. <laughs> so, um, yeah, really great. And then we just get a little bit of, um, a kind of story advancement where, um, but there's a Bo-Katan and captain moment where the, she's like, we're taking the entire ship, um, not just your weapons. And, um, she says, I need something back before I can rule Mandalore. She's actually telling this to yep. Mandalorian before they storm the, the cockpit. And, um, 
obviously she's talking about the, the dark saber. I mean, it has yep. to be that, uh, the clone wars, the dark and the clone wars, the dark saber is almost like Excalibur for Mandalore. Like yeah. whoever holds the dark saber is the ruler of that mm-hmm. entire planet. And so if she's going to go back to Mandalore and take over she that planet, she has to have the dark saber. Yeah. Uh, and so some, I, who knows how, but somehow she's figured out that this Moff Gideon guy has it. And, um, she get basically gets confirmation of that when she's, um, interrogating the captain right yeah. before she, or, well, she's going to kill him and he kills himself. But when she, he says you, you already know. Yeah. If you, if you have to ask, you already know who has it. Um, so, um, uh, I do love how the captain like is not afraid to shoot his own men in the back of the head. Like yeah. he kills both of the pilots, kills himself. Um, it, his last words to Moff Gideon are long live the empire or maybe mm-hmm. Moff Gideon says that to him. I can't remember, but um, it's like, it's uh it's very Nazi. It's very, you know, yeah. You know, bad guy thing to do. Just k- shoot your own men. And, and basically, you know, we're not, we're not going to let him take this ship with the, you know, they can go down with the ship, but we're not going to let him have it. Um, I, I love all that stuff. So, and then, yeah, Bo-Katan, I mean, at the end of the episode basically says, says her name, Ahsoka Tano. We get, mm-hmm. we finally get that name in live action for the first time in all of Star Wars history, which is a really cool moment. Um, and that's obviously where he's headed next. I don't think we'll get that in episode four. Like if you're listening to this and you're like, oh yes, we're going to get Ahsoka Tano in episode four. I don't know. I'm not so sure. I, yeah, it, I don't think we will. I think it's going to be another episode of of transition. Something's going to happen on the way. I Especially think. Especially if you look at what, um, this plot summary of episode four is. Oh, what is it? I I guess if you don't want to know, I guess skip ahead like thirty seconds. But yeah, what is it? Uh, hold on one second. What? So while you're looking it up, the the one thing I saw is that Dave Filoni, which. I mean, everyone knows he's kind of like the mastermind behind like a lot of the writing of, of Star yeah. Wars stuff, especially television. Um, he is directing episode five and he created Ahsoka Tano, um, I believe. I, I think he wrote Ahsoka Tano into the movie, the Clone Wars movie. But um, yeah, he he's Ahsoka Tano is like his baby. And so I can't imagine him allowing someone else to direct yeah. the first Ahsoka Tano episode. It says the Mandalorian rejoins old allies for a new mission. Cool. Okay. Yeah, I think I think we see Ahsoka in episode five, um, and I hope we see, I really hope we see her for more than one episode, but uh, we'll see. It, 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 he may just kind of meet her and then and then move on. But why cast? I don't know why cast such a huge Rosario Dawson's not an A list celebrity, but she's like a high high B list, and yeah. I, I would I would be shocked if they had her in a single episode. But and there's a picture of Cara Dune, so okay, I think that's cool. going to be the main thing cool. is I'm, that she'll be back. I'm totally I'm totally down for that. Um Brand is one of my favorite characters in all of yeah. Mandalorian. So cool. Yeah, I, I hope I hope Caradine like jumps in in um the Razor Crest and they go together to go see Ahsoka. I think I think that'd be great. I cannot wait. I, it's gonna be two weeks from that from now I, I think but um I cannot wait to see Ahsoka Tano's reaction to scene baby Yoda for the first time because master Yoda was like not her master, but it was like, like, you know, uh, a very influential character to yeah. her. Like she was very close to Yoda, trusted him, had many conversations went on with one with him, knew Yoda very, very well. Um, since she was a youngling. So, um, it'll be interesting to see 
her sees what, what looks like a, basically a baby Yoda. She's going to know it's not actual Yoda. Yeah. But um, I, I cannot wait to see the shock on her face when she sees um, one of Yoda's race. So. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of the episode. Man- Mando picks the, picks up the child from the pro- frog people. Um, there's a cute little scene with him. And then, um, uh, oh, the ship is fixed by this Mon Calamari. He's <laughs> kind of like a slimy dude that like barely patched it up. Like, yeah. Mando says something like... Uh, it's basically like put, putting duct tape <laughs> yeah. on something, calling it good. Yeah. I mean, it's it closes. That's about as good as of a job that they did. It's basically body work. Um, I mean, there were pieces of the Razor Crest flying off as it was going into into atmosphere. And like those pieces have been replaced. Like it's it basically just kind of got taped together. But yeah, um, he says, uh, I gave you all that money and this is the best you could do. <laughs> and then there's one final scene where there's like a baby. It looks like a baby mama core to me. Um, yeah. Is that what, what was your take on that? It looked like a baby version of the, the giant thing. Yeah, I, I think it was. Yeah. And um, it's descending on the child. Obviously, we know it's not going to eat. It's not going to eat baby Yoda, but like it looks like it's going to attack. And then um, doesn't mean to like reach back and grab it or something. Yep. And then baby Yoda eats it. Yeah. <laughs> and like slurps it up. So baby like Yoda gets his food. Yeah. <laughs> he finds a way to eat in like every other episode. He, He's always hungry. Yeah. <laughs> He's a growing kid. So. Um, so wait, way to go, Bryce Dallas Howard. Yeah, dude. You, you've delivered the best episode of the season she, i would say she so delivered far. one of my favorite episodes of last season so yeah. i I'm, i could be wrong you can correct me if i am um i'm pretty sure she directed the uh, atst episode um where we I got will, i will look that look up. it up i i'm pretty sure she directed the episode where we meet cara dune for the first time and got the atst and like the whole like you know trapping the atst in the trench and getting it to fall over and blasting it and um, I, I, that's one of my favorite episodes from season one. I've said that before, but, um, I, if you're not counting like the first episode and the last couple episodes, the best episode in season one is that episode, the one that Bryce Dallas Howard did. So, um, so yeah, she's done already two of my favorite episodes of Mandalorian. This is episode three is clearly for me, at least is clearly the best episode. I, I love, I loved episode one and episode two. I loved, I liked episode two a little bit better than episode one. Although the Marshall stuff was really cool, but I, I really liked the spiders and seeing the X wings and the Re- Republic uh, pilots, like all that stuff really <clears throat> hits like the, the star Wars, uh, you know, bone in my body. But um, episode three is clearly the best episode of, of season two. So, you find it? Not okay. Here we go. I do like that they have a different director for every episode. By the way, I, I maybe not everyone agrees with me on that, but um, I, I think it gives everything enough of a difference. She did Sanctuary, yes. That's the one with the ATSC. Yep. And Caridian. Yeah, she she does good work, man. Like those episodes feel monumental, even though it's not. And apparently, IMDb liked it because. In season one, they gave her a 7.8, but in this one, they gave her a 9.1. And it's it's by far the, the best score of the season, Yep, I think, on IMDb. So, yeah, great episode. I can't wait to see what happens next. I think I feel like t- uh, next episode is going to be maybe a little bit of a um, climb down off the mountain. Well, it'll be cool to see some characters we know, but, I mean, come on, everyone's waiting for Ahsoka Tano. So um, we'll probably have to wait. Uh, through episode four and then 
um, episode five, I think is where we're going to get the big, the big episode. So maybe we'll have um, Jake come back for the episode five uh, review. So, Sounds good. Yeah. I mean, he'll have a lot to say about Ahsoka. Yeah. Um, looking at their reviews, there is only one episode that um, has done better than the one that they just did on IMDb, and that is the season finale of okay season one. That that was gonna be my guess. Yeah, wait, but it's probably just maybe a, a couple tenths yeah, of a point. Nine point three. Yeah, two. Yeah, two tenths of a point. Yeah, that's that's uh that's really telling. I mean, I think I think that's how much people love seeing characters that they that they know. Um, and Bo-Katan is is a big character, but if you've never seen Clone Wars, you have no idea who this girl is. So yeah. she's not like a she's not like a Han Solo or or even like a um, uh, I mean, I, I th- honestly, I, I think the biggest reveal that they've had is that possibly that um, um, Boba Fett is alive. Yeah. Um, but. Uh, that's not been confirmed yet by the Mandalorian. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I if if we if we find out in one season in season two that uh, we we see Bo-Katan, we see Ahsoka Tano, and it's confirmed that that really is. I mean, it has to be him, but that 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 really is um, uh, Boba, Fett Boba Fett in the flesh, yeah. and we actually get a scene with him. This this season will be like unbelievably better than the first season <laughs> for me, at least. So. Yeah, good stuff for ahead. Yeah, it it was a good episode, for sure. Grant, in 1997, there was a fantastic movie called oh, Mr. Yeah. Magoo. Oh. Phil, you had me at fantastic <laughs> movie. Um, this movie. Before we get into the specifics of the movie. When I started it up on Disney Plus, I had a different experience than you than you did, Grant. Um, we talked about this before we hit record. Uh, was about, I guess about a month ago, four or five weeks ago, we covered some news about how Disney Plus was bringing disclaimers uh, <laughs> to some of their movies. Um, and at the time, we mostly talked about the movies that have racist yep. overtones. Um, there's not anything racist in this movie that I saw. Um, but it still had a disclaimer at the beginning. And so I thought that was interesting. Um, I won't read the whole thing, but because we actually kind of discussed it, you can go back and listen to us covering the news on it. But um, it basically starts out, this program includes negative depictions and or mistreatment of people or cultures. Uh, The stereotypes were wrong then and are wrong now. Rather than remove this content, we want to acknowledge its harmful impact, uh, learn from it and spark conversation to create a more inclusive future together. And then it goes on with, with a couple of other things. Yeah. So, um, and it, it's, it, 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 on my screen and you didn't even see it on yours. You watched no. it on your television. Yeah. I watched this on my laptop. It was not, it was unskippable. Huh. How about that? It was, uh, it said your video will start in and I, it started from 10 or 15. I can't remember yeah. seconds. And there was no like, okay, I, acknowledge got it you know skip let's get get on to the movie you had to sit there and stare at it it was really interesting <laughs> yeah yeah um which uh, we only got a disclaimer at the end which you said was in the original movie yeah kind of so um i, I know i've been talking a lot but did, did you look up like the history of the of no that? i did not okay so this is what i read I, I i did not see this movie in 1997 when it came out okay why not phil i'll get to that later uh so um when it supposedly according to the wikipedia page um when the movie originally released in theaters it did not have that disclaimer at the end of the movie 
um, the movie released in 1997 to an audience that was, uh, I guess, offended by the movie. I don't know why you would get offended. It's clearly uh, played off for laughs. But um, we we live in a society that's very easily offended by um, jokes, I guess, um, especially for like disabled. And, and, And I mean... If you have, if you yourself are bl- are listening to this and you are uh, blind or, or nearsighted or whatever, we're not making fun of you. No. Wait, but Mr. Magoo is a funny, silly character from like the '60s and the yeah. '70s. Like, it is not trying to be. It is not trying to like laugh at disabled people. It's just not. It's it's just it's wow. Look at the the funny things that this guy is doing because he can't see stuff. Like, I, I don't know. But they what I read was they inserted the disclaimer at the end of the movie after it had already been in theaters. So they actually had to like patch it in somehow, or maybe, I don't know, maybe, maybe I misread it and they, they, they showed it to like test audiences and then added that before it hit actual theaters. So it was always there. Something like that happened. The other thing I read is that this movie came out to horrible reviews horrible it has like a seven percent on rotten tomatoes well horrible Phil, I'm, reviews i'm i'm about to spoil something for you yeah go for it jennifer gardner has been in 27 films uh-huh and which one do you think the worst one is rotten tomato score yeah it has or, to be this one it's not what this is actually comes at number 19 wait <laughs> There are 18 other movies that got a lower score. Eight. Oh, okay. It comes in at number nine. Yeah. Okay, you said 19, but yeah, go for it. So, I mean, there's been stuff that's <laughs> been worse than Mr. Magoo that's, out there. That's hard to believe, but I do trust you. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, the the uh, the word on the street, according to Wikipedia at least, is, is that the movie was only in theaters for two weeks. <laughs> and then Disney pulled it. Um, the UK banned the movie. They, they, the entire country of the United Kingdom refused to show it in theaters because it was so controversial at the time. Um, huh. That's again, it's silly to me, um, but that's what happened. So I, I think it's worth it mentioning. Twenty one point thirty eight million, which is lower than their budget. Yeah. <laughs> so it lost money. Um, Grant, tell us why you wanted us to talk about this horrible. Horrible film. Well, um, there was, um, way back when, I actually have a funny story about this movie. Yeah. So, way back when, I don't even know why I had it, but um, my grandparents actually taped this movie on a VHS cassette tape for me, and I had it, but... It was a really sketchy version of the recording. So I really only had probably like 50 minutes of this movie. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it's very, I don't even know. How did that happen? I have no idea. I don't know if I even still have it. Probably not. But it it doesn't go into like any of the backstory really. Huh. It just jumps like right in the plot where um, like the first scene that I remember on it is the scene where they're all trying to get the ruby at his house. Oh my. I mean, okay. So like the whole first half hour yeah, of the movie is gone. Pretty much. In that, in that yeah. <laughs> VHS recorded. They just started the movie recording late. 
Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I guess. That's what it sounds like to me. Yeah. Because the movie's not long. It's, it's, no, it's I mean, an it, hour and a half. Yeah, it's without... Well, I guess, yeah, it is... It is all of that because there's actually uh, bloopers that play throughout the entire yeah. credit. So you actually watch all end up watching the entire hour and a half. But um, yeah, it's a it's a short movie. It sounds like you you just didn't get the first yeah. like third of the movie basically. Mm-hmm. So um, this was a, a movie you enjoyed watching a lot when you were a kid. Yeah, um, it's pretty comical. I mean, there's still parts that I mean, it's incredibly stupid movie yeah and i'll admit that (laughs) um but there are definitely parts even when i was watching it last night where i just laughed out loud (laughs) because i mean it's got kind of the humor that you find in other movies that i've enjoyed like dumb and dumber stupid stuff like that and it's just like oh my goodness like when he uh shows up to steal the ruby at the end and he's in the wedding dress. Yeah. And it's just like, oh my gosh. Yeah. And then he just takes off. <laughs> or when yeah. or when he's sailing on that raft and basically like para parasailing pretty much. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, at the very, very end. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, he basically like he turned he's riding in this raft. It's like an inflatable raft. Uh and it goes it literally goes off waterfalls. Yeah. And he ends up somehow, you know, how does Miss Rigo do anything really? That's part of the fun. Um, but he somehow flips the raft over and it becomes like literally a parachute. Like yeah. he's, which I'm not even sure the physics of that would even work. This thing's really heavy. Mm-hmm. But like, uh, he basically is like hanging on to it like you would yeah. a parachute. And I mean, um, my favorite scene probably is the snowboarding scene where he's literally enters pretty much into a snowboarding competition. <laughs> not, on purpose, but and he's riding an ironing board yeah. upside down. Which I know, I know you're gonna think some of this is nitpicky, but why there was an ironing board like outdoors, like outside of that house is well, like well, they they me. used it to break it, the glass. Oh, okay, and so like they threw it th- from the inside threw, of the house through the through it through the window. Okay, I missed. So they were in like part. the bathroom. Okay. And then they used the ironing board to break the glass. Okay. I stand corrected. Um, yeah. That, so, yeah. Basically, he's writing a... Instead of a, a snowboard, he's writing an ironing board. Yep. Um, which is... Very is, comical. Yeah. That's the comedy there. So, um, do you want to kind of get into main plot? Yeah. Go for it. this movie? Yeah. Um, so, Mr. Magoo is a wealthy canned vegetable factory owner. Yep. <laughs> you heard that correctly, people. A wealthy canned vegetable factory owner. And he uh, basically is um, credited with bringing the star out, Kuristan, to the United States. And they're going to put it in this, basically, museum. And um, so he's basically the one that gets this to be displayed at the museum. And it's a very valuable jewel. And, of course, everybody wants this jewel. So these bad guys um, try, or these bad guys try to steal it from the museum. And they do get it. And (laughs) then, uh, I mean, the plot just 
goes. <laughs> you never know what it's, you're going to get from this movie. It is. Uh, there are a lot of characters in this movie for something that's so short, but like, um, it it changes hands quite a few times. Oh yeah, and um, a, they it changes hands in like nonsensical ways to me at least, and um. It is hard to follow. Like, oh yeah, honestly, at times there is no but plot to this movie. I, I, pretty it, much, it has to be um, one of my favorite comedies of all time. Is Tommy Boy? Mm-hmm. I also really love Dom and Dumber, which you already mentioned. Yeah, um, those those movies. Uh, the plot is uh, subservient to the comedy. <laughs> like, it, it doesn't matter what's really going on. You don't have to. Fo- I've watched Tommy Boy. 25 times probably yeah uh, that was the movie my brother and i watched over and over again and i don't think i even could even had told you the plot of that movie until maybe the 10th time i watched it yeah so it's it, it you're right in the sense that you're not watching this movie for the plot no. um but a lot of that is because the plot doesn't make a whole lot of sense like, oh not at all <laughs> and then um you find out that mr magoo's also like a famous like opera singer pretty much yeah none of this is explained yeah not explain <laughs> whatsoever and he's basically at this opera and um i guess how he comes up with the jewel is before the opera he literally goes fishing him and angus go fishing his dog and uh he somehow the bad guys are on like this cruise liner type thing and he literally like reels it in or no she how does he? Um, it, it falls. It, it falls into his, into boat. his tackle box. Yeah, yeah. And eat, eat that mic a little bit. Um, so it falls into his tackle box, and then he just kind of takes off, and they just from that point on, everybody's trying to get this jewel from Mister Magoo, and then um, he goes to the opera, and one of the female bad ladies. Uh, poses as like a reporter and apparently it's insinuated that Mr. Magoo's love was Penelope or something and she sees a picture of him so she says her name's Penelope uh, yeah it's Prunella I think oh Prunella yeah. yeah not Penelope I don't know where that came from which by the way one of the few things that I liked about this movie was uh, I did like that she was like kind of like a master of disguise. Like she, yeah. she becomes literally like an eighty-year-old woman <laughs> at the end of the movie. Like she does a. It's real. It's cool to see her in, playing like lots of different kinds of roles yeah. in the movie. But so and then the opera is just a mess, and um, then you get this FBI and CIA agent who, uh, from the looks of it, they're probably not the best. That they have, they're completely worthless in this yeah, movie. They're, exactly, they're they're literally only there to to comment on the funny, like. And yeah. then, um, basically, the jewel they all find out it's at Mister Magoo's house. So you have the FBI and CIA trying to get, and then this guy who works for a bad guy, and then this lady who pretty much is just after it for herself to make herself rich, and. <laughs> It's just. Uh, I don't even remember what happens at the end of that scene. Is that what? Is that where the it goes into the skeet? Yeah. Skeet? Then the bad guy eventually gets it, and uh, no, the skeet is at the end. I don't yeah. even remember how that that other so scene ends. So the basically the ruby. Oh, I I remember he he uh, he's he takes, in the fireplace. 
Yeah, he exactly. He gets the ruby and then ends up taking Mr. Magoo's car. Yep. Which is is funny. I I'm telling you, I laughed maybe twice during the entire <laughs> movie. I, I guarantee you, I didn't laugh at most of the places you laughed at. But you also grew up with this movie. And I, yeah. I think it's funny to you from a nostalgia standpoint. Uh, I'm watching it for the first time. But um, I did I did kind of chuckle a little bit when he got behind the wheel of Mr. Magoo's car. His windshield is our literally prescription. Yeah. Like he has a prescription windshield that is um, magnifying everything as he's driving, which is like, that's like the most dangerous thing you could possibly do. Oh, yeah. But, um, and it's really funny to see Bob is the bad guy yeah. um, uh, driving this prescription and vehicle. And then uh, they take, what is it? The rutabaga, which is basically like a big like vegetable beet, pretty much. I thought it was an eggplant. Oh, eggplant. Yeah, yeah. you're right. And... It's just... It's like the eggplant mobile. It, yeah. it looks like the wiener mobile. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and it's just... I did like the, the eggplant mobile. Um, you're, you're, you're landing on all the things I did like about it. There's <laughs> a, like... I'm, I'm telling you, like an hour and 10 minutes of the movie I absolutely hated. But like um, the eggplant mobile flying through the air into that pipe, you know, the construction yeah. pipe or whatever, that was pretty good. Um, yeah, I did like the chase... The chasing is not nothing to write home about at all, but it, but I did I did find it funny to watch Bob behind the wheel of this you know vehicle he should not be driving, and yeah. then him being chased by the eggplant mobile like that was like okay you, you got me a little bit. And there, then so. Prunella kind of uh, flips the uh, plot on them and says that she's FBI and she's trying to get the ruby just back to the rightful owners, which is complete uh crap but mr magoo and waldo aren't exactly the brightest tools in the shed so they're just like oh okay we'll help you then and then so mr magoo basically they find out that there's going to be an auction for this ruby and there's this incredibly bad guy named ortega peru who doesn't go anywhere so mr magoo is going to dress up like ortega peru and buy the ruby. And, I mean, then there's this whole scene at the, basically like a, I don't know, like a sauna type place. Yeah. Basically like a winter lodge. And they basically have all these like mobsters coming in. And they all have tattoos. This is the one, you're, you're getting to the part, this is the one part of the movie where I actually laughed out loud. Yeah. Okay. Then I, I thought this part then, was pretty. Funny. Then I'll let you tell the this part. <laughs> I mean, basically, like this one guy's like he's like he's just tatted from from head to toe, and uh, they're in the locker room, whatever. And he's like, I I have a tattoo for every person I've killed. Like I tattoo their their visage right on on my body, and um and then uh he, you know this Ortega is uh Ortega Peru is like one of the most criminal masterminds of the world uh, from Brazil, and it, that's played off for last two. His name is Peru, but he's from brazil anyway yeah. uh so he uh so he's starting to take off his clothes in the, in the locker room it's, it's magoo in disguise and um they're like oh that's peru he must he must have so many tattoos i can't wait to see what he has so he like kind of nonchalantly puts his clothes back on and then, and then like says he has escapes. to go use yeah. the bathroom <laughs> and then uh, and then when he comes out 
the the negotiations are in a pool or a yep. sauna or it's, it's a jacuzzi tub or whatever. And of course they're all, you know, taking off their clothes and getting in with their swimsuits on. And um, he has a tattoo that he's scrawled on his <laughs> chest. Of a frog playing a guitar. <laughs> it's like not even a person. And um, so I, I'm starting to chuckle already. And then uh, it's typical. We didn't even say who who this is. It's Leslie Nielsen. It plays Mr. Yep. Rigu if you've never seen it. So in typical Leslie Nielsen, I love Airplane and um, the... Uh, what's the action movie that he was in? Naked Gun. And uh, yeah, Naked. I I love all. The, I'm, I like Leslie Nielsen in other movies, just not this movie. Yeah. <laughs> but it is a classic Leslie Nielsen when like when he's clearly drawn this tattoo in pen and it's like it's like melting off of his body as it hits the water. Yeah. And they're all just staring at him, and he's just like, "What? What? What are you looking at?" Like, and then the bad guy has like the <laughs> newspaper there. And he like draws the mustache and the yeah. hair on Mr. Magoo, and he's just like Ortega Peru is Mr. Magoo, and who do you think these mobsters have any idea who Mr. Magoo is? No, no, um, yeah, that that is the only time in the movie that I really laughed out loud, but um, I did think that was pretty clever. And then it, uh, once again, um, Prunella double crosses people gets the ruby for herself this time. And then there's the big chase scene where they enter a snowboarding competition and uh, it's just crazy from there. And then they find out that Prunella is going to go to Brazil to meet up with Ortega Peru. Where there's the comical scene where Peru is in Brazil. And it's just... it's. Supposed to be funny, but yeah, I I did not find that funny at all. I was just like, okay, well, you guys can play on words, great. Um, there's like a, a wedding scene that's going on. Yep. Um, the Ortega real, Peru is the real one's game married. Yeah, and we we see her just briefly. Um, he basically ends up trading places. Magoo trades places <laughs> with her and becomes the bride. Um, which I guess it's kind of funny to see a guy in drag, but it's like I've seen it so many times. Yeah. Like, I just like, okay, whatever. And he gives Ortega Peru a nice smooch and then takes the diamond. (laughs) Um, And then Ortega Peru has this pet, like, is it a chimpanzee or a baboon? Yeah, I don't know what kind of monkey that is, but um, it is, okay, I have to talk about this because it was quite literally the worst thing in the entire movie for me. That that monkey i think is i think they're supposed to, it's 1997 before cgi i get it but that that monkey is so clearly a human in a suit and it, <laughs> it looks so so bad so i mean just awful and like from minute from second one as i'm watching this thing i was like that's just a guy walking around on his hands and feet like <laughs> in a suit in a monkey suit and like i don't know there's never a ever a moment that it looks natural that it looks like a real actual animal and maybe we're spoiled on like all of our modern cgi lion king and all that kind of stuff but i was just like holy crap that looks bad so anyways continue (laughs) and so um (laughs) he gets away but then waldo and and uh angus have been uh basically like kidnapped by ortega peru and they're basically just being hung Right above this monkey or whatever you want to call it, chimpanzee. And uh, then Ortega Peru's like, if you give me the ruby, 
I'll help you get your nephew down. And so, of course, Mr. Magoo's like, oh, okay. And so uh, he doesn't really help him, but he gets the ruby back. And then um, Luann, and, which is Prunella, yeah. and Ortega Peru get away in this helicopter. But then Mr. Magoo hops in the helicopter with them. And so they're both like fighting over the ruby. And the, the movie wants you to believe that he's so blind that he yeah. can't do anything. And yet he manages to, manages to do things that like Tom Cruise does on his yeah. best day. Like, I, I don't know. It's just like, and so okay, he, whatever. He literally, while they're fighting, he literally grabs the ruby and hops out of the helicopter. <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> it, it, the movie can't decide like yeah. how they want to treat this character, but whatever. And uh, so then uh, Prunella also hops out of the helicopter. And then I don't know what happens to Ortega Peru. I'm, I mean, he's either dead or he gets captured by the police. Yeah, we see the police come in in their own chopper. And it's assumed that they arrest him, I guess. Yeah. But. And so then they throw down this lifeboat <laughs> yeah. to save Prunella and Mr. Magoo. And Mr. Magoo accidentally attaches, not to the lifeboat, yes, but to Prunella. So Prunella is being like, <laughs> basically pulled up um, by her clothing, and then the scene where we talked about Mr. Magoo basically like flying over the rapids <laughs> in a raft boat, which turns into like a hang glider, basically. Yeah, if you can picture this, it's Leslie Nielsen in a wedding gown. Hanging from a raft, yeah, like from the sky down. It's to, basically down to Earth. like, um, for you Fortnite fans, it's basically oh, like yeah. gliding into the Fortnite map. Yeah, that's exactly right. And so then they, of course, catch uh, Luann or Prunella, and then um, the rubies returned to the museum, and all is well again. And the FBI and CIA agent uh, write their big book about how they caught Luann and Ortega <laughs> Peru in one. And then they have Mr. Magoo sign it, but he doesn't really sign the book. Yeah. And then that's it. Okay. Are you ready for me to, yes, to launch into ready. this movie? Okay. Um, the... I watched the original cartoon a little bit when I was a kid. It, it, by the time it finished airing, I was not even born. So I, it was one of those things I watched on like syndication Yeah. when I was a little kid. I, I, I did, I did remember watching it a little bit and throughout the eighties. Um, th- when the movie came out, I had zero interest. I mean, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Magoo was like, I mean, you had like, um, you know, Disney shows and Looney Tunes and then, and then like maybe like, you know, um, uh, Hanna Barbera, and then you had M- M- Mr. Magoo is way down, like yeah. down the list, right? So, like, I, I didn't even think the the source material was worth making into a movie. But, um, and I know this is like a really stupid thing to nitpick, but like Leslie Nielsen sounds nothing like Mr. Magoo. He doesn't <laughs> like, and, and and what's really bad is like you don't have to have seen the original show to know that he do- he sounds like a completely different person. Yeah, they show they do the movie starts with three minutes with the cartoon yeah. of actual cartoon that they made for this movie, mm-hmm. and it has <laughs> this is what makes it even more egregious. The original Mr. Magoo voice actor is not the voice actor that's in the three minutes that precede the film, so it is. 
it is a second guy who's who's mimicking the original voice perfectly I might add and and then you bring Leslie Nielsen in, and and it's so I just watched uh, 10 seconds ago I just watched Mr. Magoo cartoon and now I'm watching Leslie Nielsen and it's not Mr. Magoo like yeah. it, it doesn't even sound like him um the um the, the you know that this movie's main gags like the big funny gags are going to be playing off of his blindness like mm-hmm. that that is clear if, if you've seen even a frame of the original show, you know that's, that's going to happen. Yeah. But it gets so old. And, and like in the first 10 minutes, I was over it. And it, it just, they keep coming back to it. Like he, at the very beginning, he's cutting, he's going to this ribbon cutting ceremony. And instead of cutting the ribbon, of course, he cuts the power cord for the place and the power drops and everything goes haywire. And I was like, okay, I, I get, I get the and gag. And then he gets trapped in the mummy's tomb yeah and then he goes the wrong way down the street or whatever he grabs uh toothpaste as sun as sunscreen puts toothpaste all over his arms and rubs it oh how about how about the chicken yeah okay the the chicken part don't tell me you didn't laugh at that i'm dead serious i did not laugh one time i'm sorry i i know you grew up with this movie i there's probably movies that i love that you would watch for the first time now and you'd be like i don't understand why that's funny at all yeah but um the chicken scene where he's he's you know he's I think uh, is it Angus changes the channel someone yeah chan- Angus cha- does okay Angus changes the channel and he he thinks he's watching a cooking show but it's actually a workout show. yeah like a workout video and then uh, and, and carpentry a, yeah and the, yeah exactly it's like a home improvement show and they're like they're saying things like you know raise those arms up and down up and down so he's doing that with the chicken and then um, the the home improvements like. You know, um, rub rub that sandpaper on there. Rub you, that sucker. Yeah, get that skin all the way off of it or whatever. And so he's like, uh, okay, that doesn't make any sense, but I'll go with it. And so yeah. he like starts sandpapering the chicken. I just didn't think that was funny at all. Oh, I, I did. I, I promise you, I did not laugh even one time. I I was like, why? Why is this happening? Like, you like, didn't even chuckle once. I didn't. Come on, I, did, I didn't laugh. Um, did your family laugh when you? Oh watched yeah. This? Okay. Definitely. Okay. Well, um, we must have a great sense of humor. Yeah. Yeah. I, I bet. I bet that's exactly what it is. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, I thought I was, I thought the funniest lines were the, the ones that had zero to do with his blindness. Like, yeah. um, I, it's the Leslie Nielsen delivery. Like I think is funny mm-hmm. and, um, it, they just didn't cash in on that very much in the movie, yeah. which is so weird to me. But like, um, uh, there's one line. It's, it's actually in the tattoo. Because I mean, he must have took a lot of the money oh, for yeah. this movie. Uh, you have to believe a third of the movie yeah. went to him. He was such a huge actor in the in the '90s. Um, but yeah, when he's playing Peru um, in in this locker room scene, whenever or I think right before the locker locker room scene, he says um, he says I was going to kill someone this morning, but I did it last night so I could be here. <laughs> and and, and uh, again, I don't. I'm not like you know dying laughing when he says stuff like that but i i i you know let a, a little chuckle because it's yeah. leslie nielsen like i mean it, it's it's him doing him in in this role mm-hmm. it's just he didn't embody mr magoo at all and i, I think what is so i read the siskel and ebert review which they gave us a one out of four they said don't see this movie um at the end of the movie they said the, the movie the, at, at the end of the review they said this movie is not funny at all um, but the funniest part of the movie is the, the, is the disclaimer at the end of the movie, <laughs> because it says that, you know, you should be offended by this movie, but please don't be offended when there's literally no reason to be offended by the movie. Like the movie doesn't really even make fun of like 
blind people. It, like I, I, I legitimately don't think it's making fun of blind people. Yeah, it's it's making fun of Mr. Magoo, and how, how they thought that was completely ridiculous and not necessary at all. Um, so yeah, um, they go to they go to Brazil. Of course, everyone's speaking English. Nothing makes sense. Like it's 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 thrown together. It's it's um, nothing's explained, and the heroes are not the heroes. The ones that that do all the good stuff, do it by accident. There's just, yep. there's nothing like to really like pull you in. Um, I, the, there's, this is, uh, I'll end with this, the, the, um, this embodies the whole movie for me. <laughs> there's a part where, um, he sneaks in, Mr. Magoo sneaks in to, um, I guess, I don't even know why he's trying to talk to the bride, but he's encounter. He's about to encounter the bride, and he comes in covered in bubbles, like uh, yeah, because he falls into the bathtub. Yeah, and and I, I'm just like, like when that happened, I was just like, okay, he's covered in bubbles. Like, am I supposed to laugh? Like, I is that like like seeing Leslie Nielsen covered in bubbles? Is that supposed to be like evoke like hit my funny bone and like really get me yeah. get me to laugh? I'm like, I but that that to me encapsulated the whole movie where I was just like. I, I know, I don't know even know who the movie's for because it is, it is way too hard to follow for a kid. But a lot of the humor is like that. Um, they do a lot of that like sped up, um, yeah, uh, fast motion video mm-hmm. where like, um, you know, someone's running down the street, but they're running at double time, yeah. and and it's supposed to be kind of like that, um, you know, nineteen forties kind of kind of kind of like you know. Uh, physical comedy type of thing. Yeah. And, um, and I'm just like, Oh, I've seen this so many times and it's, <laughs> it wasn't funny then. It's not funny now. Um, I, I fully 100% admit my bias of watching this in 2020 and not having actually seen it in 1997 or throughout the two thousands. Um, so it is clearly not a movie for today and there's no way that they would make a movie like that today. So I'm probably judging it too harshly. Um, but I, I also want to remind you that, uh, virtually no critics gave this a, a, a positive score in 1997. So, um, I don't think that I'm, I'm that far off. I, I hate being negative on this, on this podcast. So I'm going to end with a couple of positives. Okay. Um, okay. Perfect. Um, I think even though Leslie Nielsen's, uh, it's hard to do all positive. It, Leslie Nielsen's, uh, voice is not even, he's not even trying to sound like Mr. Magoo, but I do give him credit for doing the little like, um, like, uh, hmm, yes, yes. Like he does those little like mannerism type things. And I think he nails those. Like, I think he's at least trying to do justice to get you to remember the character, even though he's not trying to embody the character Mm -hmm. at all. Um, so I thought that was, that was pretty good. Um, uh, let me think, let me see if I can think of one more positive about the movie. Um, it's short. (laughs) Uh, Let's see. Oh, we haven't even talked about Jennifer Garner. Let's talk about her. I'll, okay. I'll end with that. Okay, so Jennifer Garner, I looked at her filmography. I was like, she looks like a kid in this mm-hmm. movie. She's super young. She, she actually was like in her mid-20s, but she looks really young. I think she just, she's beautiful, obviously. she. I think she looks younger than she always is. But um, she, uh, prior to this movie, she had been in exactly three movies. Hmm. And she had not done any, I don't, Think she had done any major roles in television? Yeah. In 1998, she was in three episodes of Felicity, and most people kind of consider that kind of her breakthrough into mm-hmm. like uh, television. Yeah. Um, this movie came out a year before that, before Felicity in 1997. That the one of the movies, 
on her Wikipedia filmography is not clickable. It's I, it's got to be some indie film that no one's heard of. She the, her second movie she was she her character is literally woman on elevator, and then in her third movie she has a, a named character, but she's like seventh build. She's way down the list. Oh, she's not she's not even part of the main like four or five people in that movie. Yeah. So essentially. If you consider her to be a somewhat main character, she is a side character, but yeah. I, I, I contend she's probably in a good 10 minutes of this movie, yeah. um, which is a, a, a lot for anyone that's not Mr. Magoo. Um, uh, this is essentially her first film, like of, of note. And um, I find that really funny because mm-hmm. uh, Jennifer Garner is a class A actress, in yeah. my opinion. Like, watch Alias, watch... Uh, the Daredevil. I mean, those. A lot of people hate those movies, but she's good in those movies. Like, mm-hmm. she is a phenomenal actress who's been in, uh, you know, thirteen going on thirty, and like the list goes on and on. She's been in so many things, and yeah. and yet the thing that she started her career was Mister Freaking Magoo. Like, yeah. it's so crazy to me. So, uh, and she's good in this. Like, mm-hmm. she's she's always good. And yeah. in this movie, like, she plays like this. Um, like foreign office, office diplomat, yeah, pretty much, yeah, of this fictional country, um, from which the, the Kuristan, the star of Kuristan, comes from. So she's the one that's like escorting it to the museum, type yep. of thing, uh, and then ends up falling in love with Waldo, which none of that is explained. And then they run away together. <laughs> There's a, a small payoff at the end, and like I don't know, I didn't even that wasn't earned at all. I didn't know that was the thing. Yeah. So um, anyway. Uh, I cannot recommend this movie. <laughs> all, all I gotta say, Phil, is yes, you, you end this. You the, land the ship. This is my payback for <laughs> the Rocketeer and the one and only Ivan. I will. I will own that. I will own because if you combine those two movies, it's probably about as bad as Mr. Magoo. Um, the the two worst movies that I've seen this year, and I've seen a lot of movies, are the Rocketeer and this one. <laughs> <laughs> they are absolutely the two worst movies. I I am I struggled with this all day, Grant. But I asked myself the question early this morning. I wish I hadn't. Um, which movie would you rather see again, <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Magoo or uh, The Rocketeer? And oh, it is a toss up. It's got to be Mr. Magoo because of the comedy. I don't know. Um, you're probably right, but. There are certain scenes in Rocketeer that I actually really liked. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they're, they're very few and far between. Uh, most of that movie's garbage. Um, yeah. But uh, I don't know. It's a toss-up. They're really close to me. I, like, I, I don't know which one I would want to see again. Yeah, when we have our award show of 2020, <laughs> uh, these two will be at the bottom for sure. I love that we have an episode about Endgame, arguably one of the best action movies ever made, and then we follow that up with Mr. Rigu. Um, <laughs> welcome to the podcast. So um, that's what happens yeah. when uh, it comes straight. It comes to Disney Plus just <laughs> last week. Yeah, it gets talked about. Yeah, uh, that. So that's that's an interesting conversation. Actually, um, I was talking to some coworkers that were asking me about this show, and um, they said, "How do you guys choose?" They were like, "Mr. Magoo, what?" And then they said, "How do you guys choose your movies?" And I said, "Well, for the most part, we're picking stuff that." is new like well yeah. anything that's new hamilton uh one and only ivan artemis fowl mulan mulan if it's new we're going to review it if it's a obviously a, a big time tv show we're, we're going to review it uh we don't review a lot of the other tv shows like you know one day disney or whatever but um but if it's big we're going to review it 
And then I said it really comes down to the guests. What does the guest want to talk about? Jack wanted to talk about Endgame last week and, and Miller. Um, and uh, then it really just comes down to what's coming new to the service or what's a movie that I've seen that Grant's not seen or vice yeah. versa. Um, and and then holiday stuff like we did Hocus Pocus a few weeks ago. Um, but yeah, I say it's it's kind of a different reason every time. But um, yeah, they were wondering about like Mr. Magoo. And I was like, well, that was one that Grant really like loved from his youth and wanted me to see. So um, yeah. So uh, that brings up a, a good topic of what's, what's next on yep. the show. So uh, next week on the podcast, we are of course reviewing season two, episode four of mm-hmm. Mandalorian. We're going to do every episode. The second half of the show, uh, I'm very excited. It's going to be a star Wars heavy show next week. Uh, we're going to review uh, the Lego star Wars holiday special. And I cannot wait to see this this uh short it's a shorter film it's i think think a 48 or 42 it's in the 40 minutes okay. uh, range so honestly the mandalorian episode will be about the same length yeah. as um the lego star wars holiday special um i have a love and an affinity for the original holiday special almost to the point where i may watch it again oh, this, this week just to prep myself to watch the lego <laughs> star wars holiday special um, if you want to hear uh, my in-depth thoughts um, on the original Star Wars holiday special that came out in eight, 1979 or 80, around there. Um, and by the way, it came out on November 17th. So like that's why it's coming out. Oh, this new one's coming out on November 17th. As we record this, it's tomorrow. So you'll have a full week to, to, to watch it. But um, yeah, the, uh, the original Star Wars holiday special is something that we talked about extensively on the horrible movie podcast. That's a real podcast. You can look up in your podcast feed, same place where you get this podcast. You can find a uh, horrible movie podcast. We have a whole episode about the star Wars. And you can special. hear about Mr. Magoo more. No, just yeah. kidding. We never did no. that one. <laughs> Should have been on horrible movie podcast. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, we won't go into on next week's episode. We probably won't talk very much about the original star Wars holiday special, uh, but we will talk about the Lego star Wars ho- holiday special, which is coming out as we record this tomorrow on the 17th. So, and then um, I would say excited about that. we're going to have a run on probably Christmas movies. Yeah. I'd love to do a bunch of Christmas in December. There's a um, lot of good yeah. Christmas movies. Because yeah. Home Alone just got added back. And then you got the Santa Claus. Yeah. So, I mean. There's a lot to watch. Yeah. Uh, and I'm, I'm sure they'll probably even bring some new, new like, you know, old movies that haven't been on the service. I'll probably yeah. bring them for the first time in December. Um, and then so, we're about yeah. a month away from Soul. Yeah. Soul will come out on Christmas Day. Um, yeah. You, you can be sure that we're going to re- review that. And then, um, honestly, just a few weeks after that, it's going to be time yep. for some uh, MCU. So, yeah, yeah uh, the hits keep on coming. So, if you have an idea for what you want us to talk about on the show, uh, you can email us. Um, that email is Disney Plus Reviews. Uh, that's P L U S spelled out at hotmail.com. Disney Plus Reviews at hotmail.com. Uh, let us know what you thought about uh, what you're thinking about Mandalorian as it goes uh, uh, through the season. Um, we're right in the middle of it. Uh, what you think about Mr. Magoo, uh, what you think about uh, Lego star Wars holiday special as you get a chance to watch it. Um, I will say this, we're going to, uh, record pretty late, um, next, next week. So like I'm talking like that episode may not drop until, um, like the, like the 25th, um, like when Tuesday or Wednesday of of Thanksgiving. So it'll be right in time for a holiday special. Yeah. When you're sitting down for your Thanksgiving meal. Yeah. Turn us on. Yeah. Turn us on and let us join you at the Thanksgiving table. Uh, That would be great. 
So, um, so yeah, we'll talk about Lego Star Wars Holiday Special, but it will be later. We usually try to record on Saturdays, but um, it, it's going to be a hard weekend to do that. So, um, yeah, probably next Tuesday, the 24th, is what when we'll record, and then probably post it on the 25th. So, um, well, thanks for listening to the show. Um, we will see you next week for Mandalorian Season 2, Episode 4, and the Lego Star Wars Holiday Special. Talk to you then.